Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports, where your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. Joining me as always, Gritty and Pink, Mr. Andy Molitor. You know, Andy, remember when you were playing Madden and you first kind of started playing on the highest level against the computer and you ran into one of those games where just you forget to turn injuries off and everything goes to shit. You throw a couple bad passes, they're picked off, fumbles are happening left and right, your special teamers are somehow letting kick returns get to midfield, everybody's hurt, and all of a sudden it's the fourth quarter and the computer has nine points and, and you have zero and you can't do a thing. That was the closest analogy I could link to the experience of whatever the heck that was last night. I mean, did you at least have the courage to bet no touchdowns? No, I, that's in a game with that high of a total. Right? Of course, it's, with, the, with the offensive weapons that they started the game with, and really what I thought uh, New Orleans would do in the ground. I bet New Orleans a week ago at plus 11. Number went the other way. It got out to 11 and a half. Tampa Bay got steamed slightly, I guess. Never mattered. Um, I don't know how I convinced how I had Drew convinced me to bet on Tampa second half with all the injuries. I think we just believed in like the goat, like, and I think he believed in himself. He just didn't have the pieces around him and good, good job by new Orleans without a head coach. The best part was um, Kevin James slash uh, Sean Payton getting his 150th win. He wasn't even there. It was like a, here's a, here's a little milestone. Does for it you, count for him? Yes, it, it does. He's still the head coach. It counts on his record, despite that he had to be out sick. So it was it was something. And yeah, the, the, there was a couple deep throws early to Callaway. Ended up with field goals. Gronk dropped a few balls. We had some turnovers on downs. Uh, and yeah, it was it was. I, I didn't watch the second half. Just full disclosure, I told Dan this already. I went home and I went upstairs instead of down to the room I'd normally watch football because I heard the wife was still up and she's usually not up that late. And I thought I'd go try my luck. And she was watching <laughs> Creed 2. And I'm like, God, I could watch Creed 2. So I didn't even watch the second half. I pulled up my phone a little later and had it on. I'm like, oh my God, it's still like 6 nothing. What? what is then it's like, oh, it's 9 nothing. Like Tampa's just not going to score. I, don't, I just don't care anymore. So congrats to, congrats to uh, Orleans, anybody who had plus, unders. yeah. Unders plus eleven. Anybody uh, New Orleans. Buccaneers not to score. Is yeah. that a bet slip that's floating around the internet somewhere? Somebody bet a dollar to win a million or something? The Buccaneers second half team total was fourteen and a half. I mean, I, I looked at that for a hot tick. I said if that was fourteen flat, I'd bet it because I think that pushes a lot. And Tampa had some nice drives, just couldn't finish drives. Right. So real, real, real ugly. Um, it's an ugly Monday. We do have two NFL games we'll get to. We have a bowl game. The NBA only canceled one or two games today, I think. So one so far. One so far, and there's one canceled for tomorrow already, which is is fine. I think they're actually handling it with a plum so far. We, I hate to give Silver any credit ever. Slowly but... plotting along, just a few teams every now and then. You know, instead of going full stop and kind of wait until you know things clear up, they're continuing to kind of plug along. And again, you know, fingers crossed, it doesn't seem like anybody is getting too too sick or or having any real problems here. So hopefully, it's just a phase. Yeah, and I mean, college basketball. There's a bunch of games that are canceled. It's it's going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing we're going to have to deal with. I bet seven games yesterday. Two of them never never even saw the court. That's just life. I guess maybe my volume's not going to be as high as I thought if they keep doing this to me. But uh, we will start with the Myrtle Beach Bowl. I don't know if you looked at this at all. I took a cursory glance and actually made a bet. So um, 
This starts at 2.30 Eastern, so you West Coasters are going to get morning football, which is something that happens. I believe it's 11.30 Eastern. This starts at 1.30 my time, which will be distracting, to say the least, because I do love following along to these daytime bowl games. It's like, man, feast week slash bowl season, all this daytime stuff. Especially, I work in like sports sports media sort of you know it's 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 part of the job i guess but it's it still keeps me from doing stuff which is a big pain in the ass eh, both these teams kind of started out the season a little rough found their way into bowl game with late season runs one was switching up how they did, did things with the running back another was just late season surge i guess tulsa's favored by eight this was nine earlier people have been coming in on odu all morning and really, the way I looked at it, I don't know if I evaluate college football very well. In fact, I know I don't. Otherwise, I'd start. bet it. Yeah, otherwise, I'd bet <laughs> it more. But I looked at this, and I just said, like, I don't think these teams are that much different, especially how they're playing right now. I think the total might actually be a titch high based on how they run and some of the defensive things. But they both kind of suck at turning the ball over. Like They both have negative turnover differentials. They're six and six teams. I guess I see it. So I'm, I'm kind of calling this the variance bowl. I think if you can get a team that just doesn't turn the ball over constantly like they've been doing, both teams, I think you win the game. So variance bowl, I'm just taking I'm taking the money line underdog. It's like plus 250 for Old Dominion. Like I might take them halftime too. I, I bet you get almost two to one for the first half. And uh, this way I don't lose any juice because I, I feel like I can probably play the plus eight, but I'm just taking them straight up. So Old Dominion, doesn't turn like the ball it. over. They win this game. I think they win the the turnover battle two nothing. I have no predictive stats to point to that <laughs> happening. But uh, yeah, Tulsa. Neither of these teams, like Dan said, Tulsa can't be trusted. Neither of these teams can be trusted. But I'm playing it anyway. So a little smidge on Old Dominion and the straight straight the f up. And you know what, Andy? I'm going to throw in a surprise first touchdown score play here because you talked about all the turnovers here. What the heck? Let's go defense and special teams. Score the first touchdowns here. I'm seeing Tulsa defense and special teams at like 15 to 1. Old Dominion defensive special teams at like 20 to 1. And uh, for there to be a defensive or special teams touchdowns from either team in the game is like plus 185. I, I think I'll have a little sprinkle on all those for some afternoon action. I might take a look at that. That's fa- that's fair too. And Patrick and Dan are talking in the chat here. ODU didn't play didn't play last year. They haven't had a bowl game for a few years. So yeah, this is a this is Super Bowl for these guys. And yeah, they they have. Uh, I think they started the season one and six, ended six and six. So uh, momentum truthers, come out of your come out of your hovels and bet with me on this one. Um, a little more statistically and analytically and empiric evidence empiric evidence empirical (laughs) evidence based are the nba bets that you fire off every day and you have a couple today like i said only one game got wiped so far so a few on the slate what's uh what's on the ticket tonight noobs so far so good we've got six games on the schedule again fingers crossed everything goes well here three bets so far the oklahoma city thunder getting nine points visiting a grizzlies team that you know continues to deal with a lot of injuries continues to miss john morant it's a third three and four for them a back-to-back for them just a really tough fatigue spot the thunder are actually one of the few teams in the nba without a serious injury they have the shortest injury report with just one player again who i believe is just marked as like going to play a g league game or 
something. I, I forget. It's inconsequential. I have this closer to five myself. Again, tough spot here for the Grizzlies. I will say I'm a little concerned from a matchup perspective. The Thunder have struggled against teams with very good big men. The Grizzlies come in here with Jaron Jackson Jr., with Steven Adams. But Steven Adams played a lot of minutes last night. I'm curious to see if he plays tonight at all, let alone you know a ton of minutes. I think we'll see reduced minutes for him. Jaron Jackson doesn't necessarily attack the boards with the veracity of some of the big guys that they've been exposed to lately. So I think the Thunder can kind of mitigate that. And, you know, again, plus nine, anything plus eight or better looks good to me here for Oklahoma City, who will try to avenge the largest loss in NBA history tonight, Andy. Do you think they're going to lose by like 50 Ooh, or 70 or whatever the, the heck it was again? Spot. It, w- it would be funny if they did lose, but well, not particularly. It would be funny if they won. Well, yeah, it's not rather lose them by that much, right? You yeah. started losing by 10. Yeah, Rockets very Bulls, true. under 224. Um, I think what we're getting here is a lot of value based on the fact that not only is Zach Levine out, that takes Alex Caruso and drags him into the starting lineup. Caruso, a tremendous defensive presence, pretty solid on the offensive end of the floor, but. Um, just overall is going to increase the level of defense the Bulls bring here tonight. Again, you take Levine out of the game, I think we'll see a little slower, more methodic Bulls attack. Um, the Rockets, you know, they don't mind playing a quick pace here, but you know they've been struggling to score again the last couple of weeks. The shots really aren't falling for them, and I think that the defensive matchup here for the Bulls is pretty good. Thought about a Rockets team total under. I don't mind that look at all, but it just showed a little bit more value here in a game where you know I've got this just shy of 220 myself, so 224, 223, and under those two numbers looks pretty solid to me. And Andy, I know that uh, your model, it wasn't quite the same as mine, but this is also an, uh, an underplay for you? Yeah. Yep. No, I'm there. I'm there. Just, oh, I think it was, uh, I, and I played, I, I didn't play it, but Drew almost talked me into a Bulls over yesterday, which hit. So oh, now okay. that, you know, maybe the market's uh, going to be a little high back to back for the Bulls. So. Yeah, maybe you lay the points. I think your projection was something like Bulls 140, Rockets 70 or something. We'll figure Roughly. it out. Spurs Clippers over 214 and a half. Thanks to our buddy Brett for this stat. The Spurs, the fastest team in the NBA with 13.7 seconds per possession, um, which is just insanely quick. Um, You know, the Spurs running high efficiency, finally engaging all their guards, kind of their smaller players. Popovich, you know, is really starting to do some nice work after a couple years where I kind of questioned his um, focus, if you will. But the Spurs looking good. Um, you look at this Clippers team, even without Paul George tonight, I have this number 217, almost 218 if I tweak some things here. So Paul George questionable. If he comes in here, I think we'll see this jump up. So it's even a little bit of added bonus here. I'm playing this over up to 215 and a half, 216, probably maybe for a little bit of a smaller play. But again, Spurs play at a very high pace. The Clippers, I think it's a nice matchup for them. I don't see anything that's going to keep them from scoring points. And I think they'll have no problem trying to run with San Antonio here. So again, even without Paul Paul George in. I like this number quite a bit. And let's keep our fingers crossed and maybe we'll get lucky and get a little injury benefit. I could, I could, uh, I could down with a little injury benefit. You never cheer for injuries, but when that stuff happens, you just take it with a smile and realize that it's not always going to go that way. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. Um, college. I made some bets this morning. They moved a little. I think they're all well within range still. I don't Pretty think much. anything moved heavily um, off the bat. The University of Missouri at Kansas City. It's not the Kangaroos. I believe it's just the Roos are taking on my South Dakota State Jackrabbits, who 
um, are out of the college football playoff now, but uh, 13 was just a bridge too far. I'd play this at the 12. It's still available. I have it at nine or 10. I can't say a ton of great things about UMKC. They are a lower, oh God, lower tier Summit League team. I'm not very good at the Summit. Like if I lose one, it'll 100% be this one. I'm not done great in the in the Summit League for some reason, but South Dakota State, it's one of those two where South Dakota State runs an incredibly fast pace. UMKC is a slower paced team. I think we find a nice stasis. This game probably is lined a little too high in the total as well. And yeah, I have South Dakota not getting to 80. Like if, if they if if they can keep South Dakota in the or South Dakota State, not South Dakota, South Dakota State, <laughs> you know, in the in the lower 70s, I think they definitely stay within this number. Their offense, or excuse me, their defense is pretty decent. And by pretty decent, I mean like top half of the of the world, which is pretty good for a team that's not top half of the world, if we're being honest. It's like a 200-level team. So um, just getting the points there, hoping their defense can keep them in this game. South Dakota State, a little bit of a look-ahead spot. Maybe they do got to play Oral Roberts, uh, which is a much tougher task. They actually have a tough stretch with Oral and NDSU coming up. St. Thomas, the Tommies. This is like a D4 school last year. They jumped up and everything. They are not... Uh, not a great team either, but Charleston Southern is, is or excuse me, Charleston Southern. What am I talking about? That's the other one. Nebraska, Omaha. I'm, I'm, I've got really bad teams in all three of these games. One of them I bet on, but St. Thomas, St. <laughs> Thomas, they're not gonna, they're not gonna do very well. Again, it's another Summit League matchup. Nebraska, Omaha is awful, horrid. Probably my worst Summit League team. They don't do anything good. They have. A bottom 15, I believe, defense in the entire world. They haven't they haven't beaten anyone that's been D1. They are 0 and you know, one and ten with a win against some division three school. St. Thomas did move up for a reason. They're better than UNO or UNO. Yeah, it is UNO. Decent offense, don't turn the ball over, hit their three pointers. I'm I'm not worried about this one at all. Some people, including my guy, Dwayne bet this last night at like minus one and a half. So this got steamed Ooh. up. Tom St. Thomas money and St. Thomas. Uh, it's about an hour from here. It's up in, it's up in the twin cities. Go I was say, that's pretty close. You're going to try to go. It's not too far. I probably won't go because this is in Omaha, Oh, <laughs> which is considerably further, but a that city I do, I do enjoy further, going yeah. to Omaha because <laughs> they have a, uh, they have Council Bluffs across the river. You got three casinos. Finally, Manhattan back to the leagues. I actually like to bet on my Manhattan Jaspers of the MAAC in a non-con matchup with the Charleston Southern Pirates or Buccaneers or God knows what. This is a this is the worst team I'll talk about today. Charleston Southern. It's a bottom 20 offense, bottom 20 defense. They don't do anything good. They can't hit threes. They shoot free throws in the low 60s. They don't get to the line all that much. They turn the ball over oh, like 20% of the time. It's it's a really rough hang, this uh, Charleston Southern team. Not as if Manhattan is a, a top-tier team, but Manhattan has some wins. Manhattan beat Liberty. Manhattan beat Fordham. Manhattan coming off a, a tough man. They had to go play Utah. You had to go play a Pac-12 school. On the road, that's tough. They lost by 30 points. That's what's going to happen when you're a MAC team playing like this. But they've had nine days off, a little bit of a rest. This is a neutral-ish site, I believe. I think this is. I think they're calling this a neutral site because it's in. It's in Charleston, 
but it's not um, not at the normal arena. Like Charleston Southern plays at two different arenas. So I, if that makes a difference to anyone, I don't think that's a hill of a beam. So Jasper's minus seven and a half, minus eight. That's a look. A hill of a beam. It's very small, actually. The hill. Well, you could make a very big hill out of beans. A <laughs> um, couple games tonight. Raiders Browns. If you followed this, this the the line graph for this uh, spread has looked like a Bitcoin chart, or it's just all over the place all weekend as people have been ruled in and out. Lots and lots and lots of Raiders have ruled out this Cleveland minus three number was from this morning. It is not minus three anymore. It's getting pretty close to a pick. The total has been steamed down. I bet some minus, or I, excuse me, I bet a little bit on under 41. But yeah, they're going third string quarterback for the for the Browns. Yeah. They're missing Wills on the line. They're missing Hooper. They're missing Landry. They're missing probably three coaches. It's bad news in Cleveland. But outside of just the F, the under, and if, yeah, here, Connor brings this up. I still have a local still hanging plus three. That's a... That's a rogue number. You should bet into those always. If you're going to do this long enough, you bet into bad numbers like that, that the books are hanging, you know, low hanging fruit like that. If they're going to honor it, those are, those are good uh, instant CLV looks. But uh, yeah. do you think we get a touchdown noobs? You know, we do again. Last night was pretty ugly. It was just so tough to watch Marquez Calloway catch all those long balls and then fall over. Not once could he catch it and just continue to move forward and jog into the end zone like one would expect him to do. But, yeah, we'll go back to the well here. These should be pretty good matchups. You know, again, there's going to be a lot of running in this game, but, you know, I still look here. I see some value in a lot of familiar places, especially in this game. A little surprise in the next game, honestly. But we take a look. Both of the tight ends tonight, Darren Waller out. You know, so Foster Moreau has really stepped in, started to basically accumulate just about all of his red zone work. And it's actually been even a little easier for him. I believe the defenses aren't giving him the same level of attention as they were Waller. David Njoku, he steps in for Austin Hooper, who is out tonight. You know, he gets red zone looks even when Hooper is in. Hooper obviously does better than Joku does when they're both on the field. But we've seen his athleticism. We've seen him step in and have big games when he's the guy here. You know, again, the Browns are on their third straight quarterback. So, you know, we'll see how much they actually throw the ball in general. But the, the Raiders have been susceptible to tight end scoring. So I think there will be a shot for, you know, Nick Mullins here. <laughs> excuse me, to toss one to Joku again. I, and, you know, it's kind of similar theme here. Um, Edwards here is very confusing at 22 to one. I, he's some much lower numbers here, some places. So look around. Yeah. You should be able to find him a few spots at 18 to one or better, but, you know, continues to get a lot of targets here from Carr. continues to, you know, get a lot of red zone targets, but I just like him here at that number. And again, it looked like he was going to play. I, I didn't see anything um, opposite of that. Did you? No, I think he's yeah. in. And they're both quarterbacks. They're 40 to 1. You can find 40 to 1 a bunch of different places. Nick Mullins, again, we haven't seen him play football in quite a bit and didn't mind running. Maybe that was a 49ers thing. I don't care. 40 to 1. He's a quarterback. He's going to be out there. Derek Carr, again, 40 to 1. Someone who um, I can't believe, can't remember if he's gotten one this year, but was good for us last year. And again, I'm happy to bet either one of these guys at 30 to 1 or better. Poke around, you'll find some 40 to 1. So tight ends, quarterbacks, and one wide receiver looked a little bit off today. Again, otherwise, it's probably a real running back heavy game. Yeah, the, the official key Browns that are going to remain on the IR, the COVID IR, Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, Kareem Hunt, Jedrick Wills, Jadavian Clowney, John Johnson the third, and 
Grant Delpit, which is tough sledding for that team. Um, yeah, and somebody brought up Myrtle Beach Bowl, followed by Nick Mullins, followed by the Primetime Bears. Have a day. It's what a day of football. Yeah, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a shitty day, but a shitty day of football. A day of shitty football is better than a day without football at all. My Minnesota Vikings, I guess. Speaking like, of I don't game consider them for. my yeah. This is this is a spot I'm kind of looking at some overs. I haven't fired on it yet. A ton of points scored here. Somebody made the joke about like basically the Bears are missing their top three safeties and top four corners. So the jokes are on Twitter are like, how many times will Mike Zimmer run the ball tonight? It's like into because they do have decent players up front. I think Hicks is in. That would be the most minus EV game plan possible, especially when you have. I mean, a couple of backup wide receivers who've stepped up and you have Jefferson probably feel in. So I'm looking for Minnesota to throw the ball here. Interested to see what you have for first touchdown score in this one. You know, it's um, some familiar names, but you'll notice no quarterbacks tonight. And I'll just address that right off the bat. The Justin Field numbers, they're all less than 20. Ugh, I have no interest in that whatsoever. You look on the other side of the ball, Kirk Cousins does have a touchdown this year, but hardly runs at all. And again, you know, there's some 30s and 40s out there. Go ahead. I might end up doing like a FOMO sprinkle just before we game on Kirk. But that Justin Fields number looks ridiculous to me. Um, but we'll look here again. Tight ends and another wide receiver, Daryl Mooney. I'll start with him. Darnell Mooney, sorry. Um, somebody we played quite a bit. He's, he's getting very close. I know we were joking with Reed Andy um, last time we had the Bears in primetime. He had a couple looks that were just ugh, so close. Yeah. So going to continue to go against him. Uh, you know, the excuse me, the Vikings have given up a lot of touchdowns to wide receivers, and I think this is a, just a really nice matchup for him. You look at the tight ends here. Conklin's been the guy in Minnesota, especially as they get closer and closer to the red zone. Obviously, Justin Jefferson's great, but he just gets blanketed. You know, Thielen continues to miss time here. So Conklin has slid in and has taken just a bunch of targets inside the 20, inside the 10. You look at the tight ends for the Bears. Komet finally got back out to the 20s. He gets a lot of targets kind of in between the 20s. But when they get close to the red zone, much to the frustration of daily fantasy players who start Komet, Jimmy Graham comes on the field and gets every single look that he wants they try to throw jump balls to him in the end zone all that stupid sort of crap i don't agree with it as a tactic but if they're going to continue to do it we have to bet jimmy graham at 40 to 1 here so we'll grab the tight ends and one wide receiver here in this game i'm bowdy and i did do a price picks entry to kind of close things out for the day it was a jam i mean dan i think dan put it in the description jam-packed day and yeah somebody brought up i did talk about vikings first half i think if i were you know the numbers gotten away you could have got a, a better number on the vikings against the spread um it's not like you couldn't have got a better number on them first half which to be fair maybe not first half lines don't open a week ahead of time so if you did miss out on the best of the number maybe the first half vikings are for you because they're a team who tends to give it up in the second half. So I might uh, I might lean that way. I might look at a Vikings first half team total over because I do kind of like the Vikes and the over in this spot where the Bears are just so beat up in the secondary. Speaking of being beat up in the secondary, I took Justin Jefferson over his receiving yards. Just like, it's a lot. It's 90 yards pretty much. But if they have, you know, the common sense, the good Lord gave a, a poodle's rear end. <laughs> they should throw all the time. And Justin Jefferson should be able to beat 
backup backup corners constantly. He beats good corners. So uh, it's it's a lot of yardage. Like you're way behind the eight ball right away when you place this. But boy, howdy, I think he should get to a hundred tonight. And hopefully the Bears put some pressure on him because the fact that they have to keep throwing is just going to help this. And then in the other the other game, I took some Njoku over seven fantasy points. And I like it. Uh, it's really hard to bet an over anything in this Cleveland game. First touchdown to cast that, I think, right? Catching a score. Yeah, ba- yeah basically, um, if if he could get a touchdown catch, this cashes. If he gets three catches and 40 yards, this cashes. Like his, his average is there. His targets are there, even with Hooper in. Hooper's out. I know we're on the third-string quarterback, but when you do end up getting these um, – you know, you end up getting these backup quarterbacks. I do think we're going to see some check down shit. We're going to see some safety valve stuff. It's going to be running backs and hunts out. Hunts a great receiving threat, which sucks. So, and Joku, I think, gets targeted seven, eight times tonight, especially if they do fall behind and they have to keep throwing. I think he gets this strictly on attrition. This isn't very much four for four is fantasy stat thing agrees with me they have him closer to like seven eight nine or seven wouldn't be that much eight nine ten fantasy points i think he gets there and obviously getting a touchdown would take care of that pretty pretty quick little oh dan already answered we're gonna take uh yeah we're gonna take friday friday off because it is christmas eve and like i had mentioned on twitter i'm gonna get drunk immediately when i wake up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There'll be a Bloody Mary. I might set up the Bloody Mary bar the night before so I don't have to do Smart. anything. Just take take the cheese and meat out of the, the fridge, the meat. shrimp, and just start getting Is that hammered. what it is? Meat, cheese, yeah. shrimp. What is the stack? What do we use for your... Celery, bacon, celery, salt. Little homemade Bloody Mary mix, probably. We're, we're going to get weird with it. I'll put the recipe up sometime. X. Oh, that, deep breath after that. Lot, lot of information. Thank you for joining us in the chat. Thanks for the chatting. Thanks for the thumbs and ups. And yeah, we'll catch you back here tomorrow. You know, same fucking show, I guess. Two NFL games and a bowl game. Just like another Monday. Yeah. Oof, groundhog. Day.